What's up, Twin Cities? How you doing? It's the Sundogs. Welcome to Sundogs Present Local Vibes. We're your two favorite canines, the good boys, the fly boys, as some may say. Hope your week was well. We'd like to welcome you to the weekend. We've got another phenomenal show today. We are sitting in the doghouse with Rose Bella. Coming up, uh, coming up to the chilly, chilly Midwest. Um, we'll get more into the journey. You were saying before the show, it was a treacherous journey, yes. the flight to say the least. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, Instagram, Rose underscore Bella. That's R-O-Z-A. Double underscore. Double underscore. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry about that. That's R-O-Z-A-Y, double underscore B-E-L-L-A. Facebook, Rose Bella. Again, R-O-Z-A-Y, B-E-L-L-A. B -E -L -L -A. Facebook music, Rose Bella. Twitter, I was kind of confused about this. Okay, it's not dot Rose Bella. No. Okay, Twitter, Rose Bella, and then Spotify, Rose, Rose Bella. Bella. It's, as easy, <laughs> it's as easy as that. Yeah, it is. Very easy. Uh, iTunes and Apple, Rose, Rose Bella, Bella as well. Some people can still find me under Concrete Rose. Mm. Uh, okay. A lot, I like maybe my first two albums back when I started back again, it was Concrete Rose, but... You know, we changed it to Rose Bella. Yeah, why why the rebrand? Because when it was time for me to go on stage and people be like, Concentration uh uh con concrete. Oh concrete rose. I was like, man. Really? This is so just they couldn't couldn't figure it out. Yeah, fast and enough. it was like embarrassing to me at times because you know, they'll be hyped, come to the stage, concentrate. And I was like, you know what? I, I gotta change this because I'm out here making fools of people and I ain't even trying to. And people will mess up my listen, I've been called concentration camp. Uh it was concrete. Like I was just like, you know what? This you know, is not the name. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the name, bro. Like, we losing here. So I changed it back to Rose Bella. It's all Rose Bella's always been my uh handle on social media. So oh, no. I, so I was just like, eh. Yeah, it, it was easy because people call me when Bella off of line, so I was just like, it's catchy, people familiar with it, so, you know, I just roll with it like that. Is uh, Black Roses the first project as Rose Bella, or is that... It's act Black Roses is actually Concrete Rose turning into... It's the, the metamorphosis. Yes, because I started as Concrete Rose, but when I finished, I was Rose Bella. Okay, very cool. Well, we're going to be talking more about that here in a little bit. You can stream Black Roses right now. Right. We've got that empire.ffm.to slash Black Roses. Or, or you yeah, just go straight to Spotify. You know, oh, it's, all it's that easy. It's that, it's that easy. And that's going to be under Rose Bella and not Concrete Rose that's on right. Spotify. That's right. Bing, right, bang, right. boom. Bang. Um, Last week, we had Dwayne Kennedy, host of the St. Omo podcast, sitting down in the hot seat. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> oh, very, very hilarious. Make <laughs> sure you check out his podcast and that episode. Next week, we're sitting down with the wonderful Julia Page. Mm -hmm. Replays of Sundogs present local vibes. Exclusive content and exclusive performances can be found at anchor.fm slash local vibes on YouTube at Sundogs TC, and on Spotify, again, it's that easy. Sundogs present local vibes is what you search. Um, a couple different ways. Well, so the live shows are Fridays from 6 to 7. We're in the radio studio. We're on the airwaves. Live. So you can listen uh, 94.1 FM on the dial, wfnu.org slash live. Um, uh, on the browser, sorry, Live365 app for the, uh, uh, and type in WFNU if you want the app. Free phone, that for works the, really good. Exactly, for the audio. And my favorite way to listen and watch live is on YouTube, Sundogs TC. Yep. Hopefully you're watching that right now. Hello, everybody. So that's live. Another thing you can do Fridays from 6 to 7 is called the studio phone. Give us a ring. 651-313-5125. Uh, it's, it's the radio. You'll be on the radio. Don't swear. And, uh, yeah, you can ask the guest a question. Um, we'll, shout outs. Yeah, we'll, classic radio we'll stuff. recommend some holiday celebrations, maybe give you a recipe or two. Ooh. Give us a call, 651-313-5125. Again, more information can be found at Rosé, double underscore, Bella. 
Um, on Instagram. On Instagram. And yeah. Sundogs TC on Instagram as well. Don't forget to stream Black Roses, which was released uh, this last December. Yep, December 18th. December 18th. You can look that up on Spotify. It's that easy. But that's all the business we need to jab about. Yeah, that's the end of the infomercial here. Let's get in to the interview. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Yes, Rose Bella. So the artist, Lee, the artist currently known as Rose Bella. <laughs> you never know how it may continue to evolve. We really like to thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule, for making the journey. I appreciate it. And sitting guys. down with us. It was, I, Minnesota's given me a lot of love, so, you know, it's only right by nature to, you know, what you give, what you receive, you give. You know what I'm saying? All right, it's all, it's all love. I've had a really good time here uh, in Minnesota, so, you know, hey, it's all love for me. So uh, one of the questions we like to ask guests their first time on the show is to kind of give us their origin story. So, like, um, including uh, other rap names that you've gone under so all the way back as oh, many man. as you can remember and then uh kind of start with uh what got you uh even interested in writing rhymes and performing live so like what music was playing around the house my mother my mother was uh a dj uh in chicago at the skating ring so in my house we had crates of albums of everything from herb alpert to uh, Norman Connors to, you know, the BGs, the Eagles, like, so I'm familiar with all of that. And a, a lot of people, like, when you hear those samples, it takes me all the way back to when I was a kid. And, you know, on Saturdays was the day we clean up. And my mother would always play. You know, she, she a DJ, so she get the hype, you feel me? And so over the years, I was like, I wonder, I'm going to say this over this over this beat if I could ever. And it went from there. And then I was like, I want to do drama. I want to do performing arts. And then when I got about maybe 14, 15, I... 16, actually, I linked up with my cousin Stormy, who is one of the outlaws. And Stormy would would teach me how to be comfortable with saying my words over music. He would, he had this, in this room in Georgia, he had this room called The Barn. And he would make me go in the barn, excuse me, and say what I wanted to say. And I was in the dark in the bar. And so I got comfortable with it. And then when I had my first kid, I moved to Kentucky, and I seen that this, uh, this guy, Gary Allen, he was looking for a female artists. And so I went, I stepped out on Faith first time, and uh, he signed me to Lee Barn Studios. And then, you know, I was taught how to write, how to breathe on a microphone. And I was, you know, starting to do shows. And like my my um, label mates, uh, Life, and some more other people, it kind of just like, once we started actually doing the music, it just felt like this is where I, I really need to be. So I That's just, huge. I went with it from there. But, you know, life, me being me, life, I had to stop because I made a choice to be a parent. And at the time, I couldn't be a, you know, a full-time artist, and I got a little girl. And then one little girl turned into another little girl. And then two little girls turned off into a little boy. And then another little girl. So I was busy. Like, I, I couldn't, you know, really get it. I was, you know what? Now that I'm at this age, I feel like I had to go through all of that stuff and in order to come back and be comfortable with what I'm doing. And so that's pretty much how it, it started. And I stopped for a while. Um, growing up in Chicago, music outside of the everyday rigmarole of violence is what keeps you alive. It, it does in a lot of ways because if you're listening to a song at night and you just so happen to just lay down on your flow because the song is so good, you don't even realize you might have just dodged a bullet. So really, to me, I always tell people music is the only thing that's never lied to you if you think about it. You could be going through a real bad situation and then this particular song comes on and it's like it's talking to you. Right. And so I was just helping like, you. Yeah. yeah. Or co helping you cope, helping you deal or, you know, giving you some understanding to a situation. And I was just like, I like that feeling of being able to say words and people relate and put it over music and hear them uh, reciting it or they saying, you know what? I ain't the only one that been, you know, you've been through that. Me, too. And I'm like, well, you know, 
that's why I felt like I could spread my message because everywhere else, you know, it's it's kind of tainted the way we, you know, the world we live in. So, you know, I feel like music was like the best form of therapy, really, to be honest. Right. So that, that uh, I think therapeutic uh, for the listener and the, the artist alike. It is. Um, so you weren't recording in Chicago. It was after the first move. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't start recording until I got to uh, Kentucky. That's when I. That was like a 1998. And do we miss any artist names so far along the journey? When you were younger, did you have one that so, you thought you were gonna go by? When I was back then, <sighs> my arms are a little rusty. I was top one. Oh. That's <laughs> a good. Ask. That's a good one. <laughs> don't ask. Okay. I was top one for some reason. That's what was in my mind, and so I rode with top one. And then, um, when I came to Minneapolis and jumped back into the music, I didn't have a name. When people was like, "What's your name?" I was like, "Isha." Yeah. And they was like, "No, no, what's your artist name?" And I was like, "Concrete Rose," I guess. I don't know. And it and it went from there. And I, I kept it, and then I, you know, changed it when I was evolving from the Rose to, you know, Bella. It's still the same thing, technically, because Rosé is nothing but Rose, and Bella means, you know, beautiful flower or whatever. So, you know, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, a fancier way to say it. Exactly. <laughs> the the so elo nice eloquent to... evolution. Yeah. yeah. Good to switch it up, too. Um, so, from, sorry, I'm just trying to follow the timeline. From Chicago... To Kentucky? Yep. Well, I went to Florida for a minute when I was young. I went to Florida. I got to Georgia when I was 16. I went to Job Corps. And uh, when I left Job Corps, my uh, stepfather's sister gave me a job. And that's when I, you know, well, I met Stormy because we are from Chicago. But he, his family went to Georgia. So when I finished school, Stormy them was already there. So, you know, they offered me a job. I worked with his dad. We all worked with him. And, you know, Stormy at the time was, still is, very musically, very musically. And so um, just downstairs and was like, I ain't going to be scared no more. Let's do it. And he was like, all right, you're going to go in the barn. We're going to turn on the beat. You're going to say what you feel with your eyes closed. And it started from there. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay. But then it got real. When I got to Kentucky, because now I'm not standing in the closet. I'm in a real studio, so now I got to show and prove. And and what I didn't know, you know, uh, the guys from Life and Gary Allen, they showed me how to adjust myself on the microphone, how to breathe, how to make the words make sense, how to ride rhythm, pretty much. And it, and it started from there. And that's how it started. And then I stopped for a while. Uh, I was hurt a little bit. I had a major artist... Uh, I don't know how he got my song, but he did. And he, I... The uh, word, artist's worst nightmare. Very much so, because I didn't even know that he had the song. I just so happened to... Matter of fact, I had just got out the feds, and I'm riding a train in Atlanta. And every day I'm hustling, come on, and I'm... Every day I'm hustling. I'm singing along, Jeezy Park, come on. And then I was like, wait, well, hold on. They're my lyrics. I was like, how? So at this time, I'm furious. Like, how did Jeezy get my lyrics? Like, what? Why? Why? Why would Jeezy have my lyrics? Like, what? What is really? What's really going on? So I called around, and you know, people was, you know, they was kind of closed mouthed about it. A lot of people was like, just leave it alone. And then I realized, like, at that time, in a lot in the music industry, you had people who you might send a song to them and say, how you how you like this? They'll sell your song. They would definitely sell your song, and there's nothing you could do about it if it's not copywritten. And that's when I learned about having your music copywritten. You got to have that in place. Do not release, listen, do not release no music until you copyright it. If you don't copyright it, understand where you put it up on platforms. If they go to search to see if this song is not copyrighted, they will claim your song. That's how it's going to go. So it was a lesson. And I was mad for years because I'm like, I'm a girl. Like, he a whole big artist. Like, why would you take my stuff? And I was salty for years. Like, I ain't doing no music no more. Like, What's the point? Just, yeah. yeah, what's the point? And then my yeah. cousin, 10 years later, Stormy, he says, Hey, man, you've been thinking about it the wrong way. 
like, you should have took that as a compliment. And I was like, why? He was like, because if your bars is good enough for him to take like he did, that means that you definitely, you own to something. But it took 10 years. I was like, you know, pouting for 10 years. Yeah, Yeah, it's a very thin silver lining in that situation. (laughs) But I guess it is there. And I was mad. Like, I was at Jeezy on Twitter. I was like, I'm going to pay cap when I see you. I I ain't going to do nothing. But I was was angry. And my cousin was like, get out of that. Get out your feelings. He just gave you confirmation that you're good at what you do. And you're your own writer. So, you know, stop feeling like that and write some more stuff. Like, that one song don't mean nothing, but I'm like, Stormy, he made a lot of money off this, off that song. Like, that's a, that was a lot of money off that song. Man. Because I didn't get a quarter, I was mad. I ain't mad no more because I learned that, you know, over the years, Jeezy was going through some things and he had some situations. And so, and, and I felt like being an adult, it was a lesson. It was teaching me about copywriting, about the logistics of having my paperwork and making sure my BMI is up and making sure that, you know, I got my codes and everything that identifies who, where my songs come from and who is the title owner and the copyright. So, you know, I, 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 I wasn't mad no more. Yeah. Not at all. I came here years later, come here, do an open mic, and it just kind of changed my life. And I was just like, ah, okay, I'm over. I'm going to leave GZ alone. I, I ain't mad about it no more. Yeah. Remembered what it's really about, like you were saying earlier, connecting with people, making music that can be like a companion. I had a little sympathy, though, because I didn't know that he had uh, Bell's palsy. And so, you know, he was going through some stuff and I kind of sympathized with it. Like, man, you know, people going through stuff. You you know what I'm saying? Like he made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. Who haven't? Right. But it's about, you know, you bouncing back from it. So I just was like, you know. And I and a lot of times I wouldn't even talk about it when people be like, "Why you stop rapping?" I was like, "Cause I don't want nobody to sue me because I be saying his name." <laughs> I don't give. A, I don't care now. It's nothing for me. I don't, I'm not stunting no more. Water under the bridge. Yeah, pretty much. If you're just joining us, we are sitting down with Rose Bella, and she is uh, laying out the origin story. We're gonna take a break here in about ten seconds. Make sure to follow her at Rose double underscore Bella on Instagram and Sundogs TC on Instagram. Sundogs present local vibes. Welcome back to Sundogs present local vibes. We are sitting down with the one, the only, Rose Bella, who is, uh, I saw you coming with the huge parka on, the floor length coat. Yeah, y'all know where y'all at? It's chilly. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you again for taking the time out to, taking the time to sit down with us and Kind of give listeners you, and man. fans the the peek behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, the history, getting it set in stone, getting it uh, you know archived for the for everybody to know the deal. Be able to look it up, all your fans, all that. Uh, that it's good to have. Good Be- to document. Before the break, you were talking about the importance, if not the vitality of having your stuff registered, of having your songs copywritten. It's like the last thing you're thinking of when you are rhyming. Right. Is the legal and the, the clerical side of it. That really should be the first thing you think about when you are doing the music because once you get that out the way, everything else is, is smooth sailing. And so if you don't have that paperwork in, you're going to run into a lot of stuff. And and I hate to say it, but you definitely got artists that will imitate you. They will take your music. And nowadays, it's to the point where if they hear a song, they'll go look in the registry to see if it's copywritten. And if it's not, they'll take your song. They will, they will, they'll take your song, man. It's, it's, it, but, you know, it's a, it's a requirement. It's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, I, I just have to do it pretty much. Yeah, um, a big part of this show is kind of giving that power back to songwriters that's been held in the in the studio or the uh, the publishing company's hands for so long. Oh man! Educating these songwriters because you create the content. Like there is no business without the songwriter. Right. And you got to know how to. I don't want to say play the game, but you got to know what how to protect yourself in the long run. Right. Um. And we were talking about how you were taught in the studio, kind of... How to write. How to write, formatting of songs, working, breathing with the mic. Um, I assume 
you've dusted those skills off uh, yeah. in more recent years yeah. after, after the hiatus. Twenty eighteen, if you will. Yeah. I think that's when it it it, it, it yeah it uh, it happened at the Fifth Element um, in Minneapolis. It was an open mic night. And I had been like really working hard, so I was like, you know what? I really want to see what's up with Minneapolis. Let me, let's move around a little bit. And so I went out one night, and I seen Fifth Element had an open mic. I signed up. I was the last person, number twenty. They tell me they say, hey, Miss Concrete, like, we don't know if we're gonna be able to let you perform because so many people, you know, have performed. So I was like, all right, I ain't tripping. And so then they was like, anybody want to donate to Second Harvest? Second Harvest is a charity that I'm familiar with. So I was like, yeah, I donate. I gave like 50 bucks. And the girls behind the counter were like, y'all should let her perform. Like, she the only one who donated. And so I did the song, and I can remember Nerdy was standing here. Posh O was standing here. Um, who else was in the crowd? Uh, uh, what's his name? Doctor, uh, he's little, he's a little bitty. Yep. Dr. U was on stage actually. And I was shocked because his little bitty self was like really going in. And I was like, oh, okay. Dear. And I went up there and I just kind of blacked out and just did my thing. And when I came back, nerdy was standing there like, and, I, you know, everybody was like, well, all right, then, like, where you come from? And I was like, I just stepped in for a minute, just blowing the breeze. And I was trying to leave, and Massacre the Dawn stopped me and was like, hey, I do beats. And then somebody else hit me when I was going out the door. I was like, hey, um, uh, hit up, shut up and rap Minneapolis. And I was like, well, what is that? And I was like, so they told me it was an open mic. Okay, I didn't okay. know that it was a competition <laughs> until I got there. And it was at Modest Brewery, and uh, Augie 5000 was like, Concrete Rose, come to the front. So he was like, I've never heard of you. And I was like, I ain't never heard of me either. <laughs> wow. So he was like, <laughs> That's awesome. He was, like, I, he was like, where are you from? I told him. He's like, all right, well, tonight you're going to go against a certain amount of people. And if you win, and I was like, hold on. I don't want to do no competition. Competition, yeah. Like, I don't like to compete with people because a lot of times people don't know how to you know, lose, and then they take it to another level, and that's not my fault, but I don't want to be the brunt of it, right, at all. And so I was, um, I was like, uh, okay. I was like, I don't really want to do this, but he was like, it's too late. You're and, in it now. Yeah, that's what he said. And so, you know, and the DJ came, and she was like, she, you know, she was, and it was Sophia Harris. It was okay, Lizzo's yeah, DJ. Yeah, and so yeah. she was, you know, we met and talked, and then uh, I think uh, Chad, Chad was one of the uh, judges, and it was somebody else that was a couple of the judges. And so they called me up there, and I got on stage, and y'all, sometimes I, like, go somewhere else when I'm doing the music. I remember I started the song, but when it was up with, everybody was standing there just screaming and going crazy. And oh, then yeah. uh, oh, yeah. this fan, Chrissy Chrissy Litz, she sent me the video and everybody was rocking to the song. And I was like, okay, all right. So he was like, uh, and I won. And he was oh, like, well, you got to come back. Gosh. And I was like, for what? He was like, you got to do this again. You got to keep going. He was like, the goal is whoever wins will go to a sound set. Mm. I don't know what sound set is, though. I didn't know nothing about sound set. So I'm like, all right. I came back the second week. I won again. I came back the third week. I was like, listen, I'm going to retire my mic because I want other people to enjoy this. And he was like, nah, get out of here. You won again. <laughs> so then the fourth time, I was like, all right, this for real, for real. We're gonna, I'm, you know, I'm going to just kind of decline because it was fun. I wasn't even taking it serious. So the fourth time, I won again. So then he was like, you know, you're going to go to the championship, da-da-da-da. And so then we went to the championship in uh, Brandon. What's his name? Brandon Bue. It was the artist. He won. He won that, that very last time. But Augie was like, you still going to sound set. So I'm like, yay. But I don't know what sound set is. It's like, is this another competition? Yeah. I was like, man, I go home. I tell my son and everybody. So my son looks up sound set. He was like, Ma, have you looked up sound set? And I was like, no. He turned it around and showed me. And I was like. 
I don't know if I could stand on no stage. He was like, this is my son. You just got to see it through. <laughs> so, you know. Sage wisdom. Yeah. And so, you know, I went through the the formula for sound set and it was time for me to get up there. And me and BRG got up there with my DJ Blackfire. And, um, man, it was an experience. That energy, that crowd. You got Lil Wayne on one stage, SZA on one stage, Lil Nas X on one stage. Uh, who has DMX, you had uh, Run the Jewels there, uh, Royce uh, Five Nine, like it was so many. Jam packed. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the list came out and I seen my name and I was like, this is real. Like, I was really stoked in the inside, but you know, I try to keep my composure. Yeah, stuff, yeah, you know, no big was, deal. Yeah, was, just another day. Nah, man, listen, I was so nervous. You you ever been nervous where you're about to get in trouble by your parents and then like your butt be shaking because you know you're about to get, that's the nervous. <laughs> Butt-shaking nervousness. Yeah. yeah, I was butt-shaking nervous. I, I really was. But I had a really good experience. I came off the stage, and I had a group of people. They came up to me, and they was like, can we get your autograph? I was like, for what? And so oh my, uh, my guy, he, he was like, because. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. I'm going to. I'm going to sign, and I signed, and I was like, man, was, that was some monumental stuff, and it just kind of took off from there. Before you knew it, I was doing uh, Dre Day, uh, VFW a couple times. I was Dr. Dre. I had the whole little curly wig with the Raiders cap on and the uh, <laughs> Dicky suit. Yeah, I was up there oh with my gosh. Chance York and Jaso Creative and Carnage and Kyle Borchett and Kenneth Garnier and Marcus Scalman. Like, I was just up there with them practicing and rocking out and it just went from there and then the city just kind of sucked me in and I was just performing everywhere. I just, man, I felt like I had a residency at Park Wolf from, I performed there so many times and I appreciate Cam Jones because he, he liked my music enough where he, you know, put me on. Uh, I met Solo at Soundset. I had okay, seen Solo okay. a few times, but I met Solo at Soundset. So, like, it's just been a really good two years run that I had here. It really, it really was with the music. I wasn't expecting to do the music, but, hey. Yeah, you um, said you came to Minnesota for grant writing. Yeah, I, I learned how to write grants and help nonprofits. And um, I do a lot of uh, mentoring with kids. And so I was program facilitating in Brooklyn Park. I was at Zanewood Recreation doing after-school program. And so uh, I was doing that. We put a studio out there and, and got the kids in the community to kind of chill with all the extra shooting and stuff. And uh, what's her name? Kaya Edwards from Care 11. She hit me up and was like, I want to do, do a spotlight on you. Like, you, I've heard a lot of stuff about you. And so I did the interview, but I brought in the rest of the team, which was Keem Anderson. He's part of New Jacks and uh, Mac Turner. He, we worked together. We was working at the park in the studio together. So it was, it was a really good look. And, you know, she came in and interviewed us, and uh, she put it up, and it was going good. And then my mom got sick, and that was like, man, you're going to have to come back to Georgia and I was like, all right, I, you know, I got to go. Family first. Yeah, most definitely. And so, but Minnesota, they was like, you know what, you good enough with Minnesota not going to let you go. You're going you gonna to come back. And I've been coming back. Like, I didn't call so many flights here, y'all. It don't make no sense. <laughs> I'm grateful, though. I wasn't expecting this. Like, I really was like, I'm too old now. I don't really want to do this no more. I got other stuff that I want to do. But the music, it was like, uh-uh, not this time. You don't get away this time. There's nothing like that feeling of creating something from nothing, from something from your soul, and then performing it on stage. Do you still kind of black out, go somewhere else? Yeah. Is it still that adrenaline, still that yeah, euphoria, it, unlike unlike any other feeling? Or the, the very first time it happened, I was on stage, and I, I kept hearing my father in my ear, and he kept saying, you didn't come all the way here to do nothing, Jack, so what you gonna do? And then I did the song, and when I came back everybody was just you know screaming and yelling and I was just like dang I had to go back and look at it yeah how was that reliving the video reliving it through the video or? it looked like I was there you know I was not there I don't know where I was and a few times even at part wolf sometimes 
I don't know where I go. I just do the song. And then I, I come back and, you know, I got a song somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. And I was like, is this weird that, you know, sometimes I'll, I don't know where I go. I, I, and I, I guess I'll be so engulfed in the music that I just kind of block out everything, right? When, absolute focus yeah, to do it. So It got worse after my, my oldest daughter passed. When she passed, it was like when I get on stage, I don't, I don't know where I go. I just do it. It's it's like it just comes from the inside. It's like a, it's all, to me. It almost feels like it's a, a set machine that goes off. And in order for me to be this artist that I am on stage, I leave, and it's like my my almost like my alter ego come in. Yeah, yeah the, that's the scary. songs have their own personality. They do, and then you have to do exactly what the vocals on the tracks are yeah. doing. Otherwise, the crowd's not going to see anything. So it's like your body has to do exactly that in order for otherwise there's no show right so and it's so like, it's certain songs i click out i don't know where i be at but it's like the song will get done completely it's live and everything and when i come back usually you know everybody's clapping or you know people talking to me and i just i, I was like is this normal then i learned that some artists do they kind of like black out for a minute and do their song and come back so i was like okay well as long as i don't hurt as long nobody. as it's working yeah yeah it's kind of scary though yeah when i when i talk about it because i don't have no recollection like when i did the song pbt at uh at the modest brewery and i was looking at the video i'm moving around on the stage and everything you don't remember that, but at I all. don't remember that part, and that you know that was kind of scary to me. And you know, I was I was like maybe maybe the music blocks everything out for a moment so I can let it out because when I'm done, I feel good. You know, it's like a, a release. Like okay, yeah, it's, it does that for me. So I was like, do I need counseling? <laughs> do I need some counseling behind this? And some people was like, if that's your method to your madness. Right. Then don't don't change it because you pumped out a lot of good music. I so mean, you just, could do both. You could you could write songs and go to therapy. There's nothing wrong. I don't know if I go to therapy, <laughs> I might not be so edgy. I might be like, I don't want to do that. I really just blossom flowers, and people uh -oh. gonna be like, no, we not really believe in that part. So far, so good. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to to each their own, definitely. If you're just joining us, give us a call, 651-313-5125. Hopefully you're watching live on YouTube, Sundogs TC, or listening live, 94.1 FM, uh, WFNU.org slash live, or the Live 365 app by searching WFNU or Frogtown Radio. Frogtown. So, at Sundogs TC and at, oh my goodness, Rose underscore underscore underscore, underscore <laughs> Bella. I forget I forgot where the underscores were. At Rose underscore underscore Only Bella. Only on Instagram is it two underscores. Everywhere else is just one. Just, Twitter is just the one. Yeah, it's just one. And that's R O Z A Y B E double L A. That's right. Sundogs present local vibes. We're going to be taking a break here in about two minutes. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the production of oh. Black Roses as well as projects on the horizon. Yes, I don't sir. want to give too much away, but we've got a, about a minute, a minute and a half. If you'd like to tell us about the the plane journey yeah, here, plane you were stuff. saying that uh, it wasn't the best plane. Ride. No, they said two hours and two hours and fifteen minutes. It said, I leave at 9.50 from Atlanta and get here at 11.30. I didn't get here till like 12.30. And it, it was like the pilot took an hour to get to the airplane. Then I got off the plane. It took me like 30 minutes to get a lift. It's cold outside. I, I, I get a lift finally. He comes into the wrong side, and I had to run across the Skyway to come out on the other terminal just to be able to catch the cab. I, listen, y'all, I was so tired. I didn't know what to do with myself, and I started venting. I was like, I'm not for this. It's too cold for this. Like, But I'm already here now. I was like, boy, the sun dogs, they just don't know, man. <sighs> we Th thank you so yeah. much. Welcome, bracing the cold, that. bracing, um, we won't say the airline name, but uh, <laughs> being patient with them. No. I don't know if you've seen the film Flight with Denzel Washington. 
Please, no. Okay, don't watch the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just uh, thinking that uh, a pilot's life perhaps is as um, messy as our lives once were. Yeah, they human. So, you know, the stuff that they go through, you know, that shirt and the pants don't mean nothing when it comes to when you live in real life. You know, anything could happen. Yeah, we'll be back uh, after the break. 651-313-5125. Sundogs present Local Vibes. We'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back to Sundogs present Local Vibes. We were just talking about the logistics of Rosé Bella's journey here. Yeah, you're all over the country. It's crazy. Yeah. Nationwide. If not worldwide, if you've That's ever gotten a peek at like Spotify metrics. That's my goal. That's my that's that's my goal. I um I went over to Cali just to kind of get a feel, cause I definitely want to tap into that platform. And uh, I said I I told myself I'm gonna give myself maybe about a year, two at the most. I'm gonna be in Cali performing in places. Okay, that's, that's a that's, really good goal. When, yeah. when was your last performance since kind of COVID times? Are you performing, I'm still performing. in Georgia? Yeah, good, I just good. was performing. Monday at Pal's Lounge in uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, is there just ten times as many venues in uh, down there as there is it in is. the Twin Cities? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, people learn how to follow the guidelines and keeping stuff sanitized and stuff, you know, keeping the ventilation good. And, you know, that's the belting part for music artists. So if don't nothing else function, the open mics, Definitely going to function. That in the strip clubs. That's how it's going to function. Those are always open. It's like crystals. They always open. It's just always open. Um. So there's a few local producers on Black Minnesota Roses. Producers. Minnesota producers. Yep. To clarify, on Black Roses. Yep. Where are the other producers from? Um. Uh. Atlanta. Texas. Memphis. Let me see. Yeah. Memphis, Texas, Atlanta. Um, I think uh, Cabo is from California, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I chose a lot of different producers from different places. I didn't really want them to be like the celebrity blow up situations. I really wanted humble, hungry people. And so I picked a few artists. I, I have a particular producer that really kind of caters to my music on a lot of stuff, but I was open to other producers as well. And Cam Jones one day, he posted a beat, and I went crazy. And at this time, I think he was getting ready to have the first baby, and so he was mad busy. And I was sending him messages, but I knew that he was busy. It took Cam six months he read the message six months later and said, I had this plug. He was like, I unplugged my messenger. I didn't see this. And I was like, Cam, I need that beat. Did you sell it? And he was like, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't sell it. I was like, listen, I'm going to see money right now. Let me get this beat. And I took the beat and I recorded in like three days. And about five days, I had a video. And he was like, what that? <laughs> I was like, man, I was waiting on this beat. You don't even realize I was, I was. The beat would not leave me alone, and it's actually the song called Rotate on the Black Roses album. Yeah. That is Cam Jones's. Big shout out to Cam Jones, man. Yeah, Cam Jones, that's 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 a hardworking DJ, man. Y'all got a lot of good DJs and promoters here that I really feel don't get a lot of credit because of the crab in the barrel mentality. You understand what I'm saying? People aren't uh, giving up ego enough to say, I can't do this. Can you please do this? And it's a lot of ego versus pride here. It's a lot of it. And I and all the artists that I talk to and I engage with, I tell them, don't let, be, don't let Minnesota be your... Go other places. Go other places. You'd be surprised you go to another city and you, you, know, you take over the city. But don't think that because... You are from Minnesota that you have to be, you know, a local artist. The the game, now the way the game's set up, if you're smart, you will go to different cities and perform and let people get comfortable for with you because before you know it, you'll be on a tour. Before you know it, you're in different cities, you you performing it. Even if it's a small club, it don't matter. Like, you got to build notoriety before you do anything. And a lot of people, a lot of artists these days feel like once they get on the mic, they already famous. 
Uh, you know it, feel, it feels like it on stage. Feels like you're famous for a hot second. For, exactly. Until you come down off the stage and you, you back nobody. To be, yeah, yeah, you back to you know. So I, I tell people get comfortable and and start networking outside of your cities. Like I'm from Chicago. I live in Georgia. I came to Minnesota to do one thing and and kind of like wrote you know what i'm saying so i tell people like move around don't be don't be constantly mad about minnesota artists not tapping in you got like 49 other states with a whole bunch of little cities in them like try them and like you're saying you know worldwide maybe you're gonna blow up in sweden maybe you're gonna blow you know you never know exactly. and even having friends or exchange students you know having friends who are living in these other countries as the initial i don't want to say promoter but or get a, a producer in a different country and then be like i made a song like where where can i perform in your city type thing. you know people don't even realize that once your song is played in another country you become an international artist just that fast people don't even realize that you no longer are a local artist it all it takes is one song one stream in Kenya or Sweden you now become an international artist so now you just really upgraded yourself like that should be the goal keep going with it you understand what I'm saying so don't minimize artists don't minimize yourself just to to the city you're living in right no think, never big don't. picture big picture yeah, because I, I wasn't expecting Minnesota to do what it did, but it did. And it was totally unexpected, but it was respected. So, you know, I, I just kind of went with it. I was a little nervous about it because I'm like, man, I'm getting old. I can't run across the stage no more. I might, you know, like moonwalk backwards on it, but just bopping around. Nah, I ain't going to do that. Get to the point where you have the backup dancers. It's Ooh. just I need to do I the, one, the one or two synchronized moves during the chorus, <laughs> but they're going, they're sweating behind you. I'm only moving this part. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's all I got for you in the video. I ain't going no further. You were saying that um, when you heard that Cam Jones beat, it's just something clicked. Is yeah. that your normal songwriting process? Yes. You'll find the beat. If it speaks to you, then the words will flow, or you'll have the notebook of um, rhymes that you apply to the beat. I have a notebook, beat. but uh, a lot of times how it come, like Cam Jones' song, when I heard it, the words were already up there. So I just put, it, put the pen to the paper and wrote the whole song. And then recorded it, and then shot the video, and it, it's for me at this age, it's like a release. It's like I got so many songs in my head, y'all, and I want to get them out because they bother me every day until I get it out. Then once I get it out, I don't hear it no more in my head. Like like the song Black Roses, the song Black Roses is a live song. It's the, all the instruments alive. It's Cowboy Chick, Maida, uh, McButterpants. Uh, Marcus Gallman, Kenneth Garnier. So we're in the studio. Now, my, my producer, Too Easy, he took a sample of Uninvited and we added the poetry to Concrete Rose from Tupac in there. But I wanted a live version of it because I always like, I like rock music. So, you know what I'm saying? I, a good bass and guitar, man, you can't, you, you know, you can't beat that. And so I was like, you know what? I want to add that and add rap to it, add a little hip hop to it. And we came up with it. And then the guys, Kyle and Made and all of them, they took the song and did it live in the studio. And but it was already up here in my head. And so when they complete, when they came with the with the instruments, and I heard it, it just came out. It, it came out. I think we was we was done in like maybe an hour. It took me an hour. But Maida, Maida wouldn't let me out the studio because she wanted me to sing. And I was like, I don't want to sing. And she was like, you're going to sing. And, you know, she's small in stature, so she snatched me over to her. And she was like, now sing it. And I was like, because <laughs> mm, I wanted to go home. And my manager was like, sing the song. And I was like, so y'all not going to let me out of here? And he was like, no, not till you sing it. You can sing. Why not? And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to sing. But I'm happy that I did do it because the humming in the back of the song, you you can really hear like the pain, and and you can hear you can feel the transparency of the song because the song is really a, it's like a catch twenty two, it's like it's 
I be if I am, I be if I don't. But we're gonna give roses to all the good stuff and all the bad stuff in one song. And I was so happy, y'all, because the the song the if, I know you guys have listened to Uninvited, right? It is it's like soul quenching. Like when when the all the instruments when the orchestra plays, it's up. man. And so it was like bothering me in my head because I kept hearing it over and over. And I was like, y'all, I'm going crazy. I gotta get this song out of my head. And when I finally got it out, I was like, thank you, because y'all just don't even know it's a part of my madness every day. And that's how music gets me. When I hear a beat. If it bothers me, all I wait for is the signal to go. And then the words come down, I write it on paper, then I go record it and put it out. And then I'm I'm done with it. Release. Yeah. yeah, it's like a big release. Cause I'll I'll hear songs play over and over in my head until I get it out. You know, I really just discovered y'all on uh WFNU that I might have uh an alter ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With this music, cause I did oh, not Concrete realize. Rose, Rose Bella. Yeah, like I just realized that it's a whole. It's I'm a whole nother person with the music, and that's kind of crazy that I'm doing this right right now. But I I think I might have a, a alter ego with this music situation, because you know I'm me all day long. But the music, what I talk about, what comes out, people are like I would have never thought that you would even. You know, it's been up there for years. And I write poetry at times. So, you know, I just was like, hey, I guess I'm going to have to roll with it. And then I had a person tell me, when God gives you certain gifts and talents, there's no consequence for it. He, he He's not going to smite you or uh, judge you. He gave it to you. So you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do with it to your best ability, Right. And if you don't use it, I think he will be more mad that he gave you something and you you didn't use it. So use it. I was like, they would try to throw this on me right now. With you know great I mean? power comes great responsibility. Man, listen. Whoa is the head. Woe is the head, man. It's heavy. The crown is definitely heavy. Uh, what's on the horizon? We've got about five more minutes. Um, okay, what's on the horizon? If you, if you can talk about what's on the horizon. Yeah. I know a lot yeah. of people don't like to give away too much. Oh, man, I had already been telling people, I'm doing a Jack and for Beats mixtape. I want to go back in my era on some beats that I have always loved, and I want to do my, my own thing on them. And so I'm doing jacking for beats. I just did a song called Pour Up that's dedicated to my sister. We're getting ready to shoot a video for that March the 6th. Where at? In Atlanta. Okay. In Atlanta. And then um, uh, I just got nominated for Hell on the Mic with Yo ATL Raps. And so uh, we have an award show April the 30th. But I'm also, um, them same guys that I was talking about in Kentucky, Life. These two brothers are mad talented, and I have been bothering them ever since we clicked up to do the music because they're my label mates. I've been knowing them for years, trying to get them to come back and do the music. Even when I wasn't doing it, I was like, come on, y'all. And so they finally decided, all right, we're going to jump back in it. And so they was like, listen, we're getting ready to do a documentary, and you got to come down because, you know, a couple of the songs that they did, I'm on. And a lot of people don't know that in Kentucky, I was like one of the first girls that started doing music 23 years ago there. So now they're they're formulating a documentary. I got two videos they want me to shoot to the songs that I did with them. So like it's we be, we busy. Yeah. We we busy. Hopefully, I can get I can get solo on the song. We we gonna we gonna keep that. We gonna pray for that. Nice, nice. Are you doing any uh, shows while you're in town? You're gonna come to the Red Sea on Monday. How long? Are you no, in town? I'm. I'm really trying to leave out of here tomorrow. It's cold here. Yeah, it's very cold. It's cold. I don't want to stay. If it was like decent outside, yeah. Cause I asked a few people like, "What's going on tonight? Anybody know what's going on tonight? Let me know." Give us a call. Six five one. Because I want to find out what's, what's going on tonight. And um, you know, but um, if not. I think we're probably gonna go to this uh this super sweet studio. It's a nice studio by P Funk Pharrell. He got a nice studio. When I tell you it's very nice in there. I wanted to take a solo and my DJ Blackfire to go check out the studio, you know, if they wanted to use it or what have you. I think it's just a really nice studio. You can step out his window 
there's the lake and they grill out there. Oh, was, oh my yeah. gosh. Like he got a really posh studio. Like really, really it's it's private, it's quiet. But you know, you could step out there on the ice barbecue, you know, right from the window where the boards are. How how important since rapping in the dark barn, how important are your surroundings when you write music or record music? Do you need that posh space or is it like I need that give, space. Give me a glass of water and a blunt and I'm good. Maybe about five blunts. <laughs> Maybe a couple shots. Yeah. And then just leave me alone for a minute. Let me, let me, want, the, you know, my family, they know, like, once I start to sit down at that computer, leave me alone. Because it can turn ugly. You know, I'll, I, I'll get ugly if you, if you bother me a whole lot. But now it's just whenever I feel it. I'll, I'll just write a little bit, and then I'll go back to it. And if I hear a beat, I might stop doing everything and... Ride it the rest of the day. And, and some days, I don't get nothing done depending on how bad the beat is in my head. Yeah, behind. Two, three days behind on doing stuff. The kids like, we going to eat. Y'all might have to go in there and get y'all something out the microwave because this beat's not going to leave me alone. That powerful. But they understand that. They understand that. They they know when I'm serious, like, leave me alone, let me do this. That's good. Yeah. Are any of them starting to get musical? Would you be surprised? So the song changes on the Trenches album that I got. My youngest daughter is the girl singing on that song. Crazy. She, she is like 12 carrying them notes on that song. That's my daughter. That's impressive. Yeah. I can't get her to sing now too yeah. much. I mean, no, you shouldn't pressure anybody to do yeah, anything. Yeah, I was so told like, don't pressure her. Just, just let it happen. She'll, yeah. she'll, she'll, she'll see what you're doing yeah. and be like... My oldest daughter, she was the makeup person. She was the, you know, keep everybody pretty. My daughter, Maya, is more of the stylist. Got the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. My son is, he is, he does art like I do. He's learning to play the acoustic guitar. And he got bars, but he won't show it. Mm, he won't okay, show it out. In the house, okay. yes. But him just, like, getting on the microphone, no. But the guitar, the acoustic, yes. He don't have no problem with that. He'll... Come through the house, yeah. And so all of them have it, but they just, I think I just got to wait on them to get comfortable because it would definitely be dope to do a family album. Family oh band. Yeah, be I, huge. it would. It definitely would. My daughter singing, me and my son, you know, back and forth with it. That would be dope. But, you know, I got to wait. I, I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to force it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm not going to force it. Don't want it to turn into anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't want to be Joe Jackson. <laughs> I really don't. I thought about it like a few times. Like y'all gonna get in here, right? Exactly. Bro. It's just like, but oh, maybe kids. I can have another kid. No. <laughs> no. Nunu, my youngest daughter, y'all. She got a voice and she can rap. She sings and raps, but you won't know it. We'll see what the future holds. We got about thirty seconds left. Uh, about three know? seconds. Thank you so much for coming. You're through. welcome. Let me give a shout out to my producer, Too Easy, to my producer, Bud Beats, to my producer, Cam Jones. Um, big shout out to Don't Sleep Entertainment. Big shout out to the city of Memphis, Chicago, Atlanta, Minneapolis, California, Lexington, Kentucky. Man, just a big shout out to everybody. Yeah, thank you so much again. This has been Sundogs Present Local Vibes. Local Have a great weekend. Vibes.